Welcome to Franchise Wars on the High Ground Podcast. I'm Stevie W. I'm Callum. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. We do a lot of these different ones. We do, yeah. So uh, keep it fresh. Exactly. Uh, if you want to check out, uh, we're going to be looking at today. We're looking at Superman Returns 2006 versus Man of Steel 2013. Now we've already done the whole uh, how we define Superman as uh, Christopher Reeves as our definitive Superman. So check out that podcast. So we're going to look at the two franchise reboots, which is the yeah. uh, Superman Returns, which was all but aborted straight afterwards, and Man of Steel, the one that came uh, from right. It was just after. It came just that it was. Uh, let's go. Super, it was the one that came after Dark Knight Rises. That's right. Yeah. Uh, or you could argue it was like, you know because it came after Green Lantern 2011, which was another DC universe. Um. Yeah. So we've got, uh, we've got. Uh, I mean, here's the timeline. I worked. I looked it up from 2005 from the DC. You got Batman Begins, which is out in 2005. Yeah. Which then you go straight to to uh, Superman Returns in 2006. Dark Knight was 2008. Green Lantern 2011. Dark Knight Rises in 2012. Then Man of Steel to, in 2013. So you've got Batman really at the start. To, we're just leaving as the end one being 2013's Man of Steel so you've got six DC movies in that period when if you look at the MCU from which started in 2008 you've got one nine MCU and the MCU seemed to get it right whereas yeah. uh, although but 2013 was the year they made the weakest one wasn't it <laughs> was Thor, it Thor, two? Thor Dark yeah. World 2013 but we'll save that for uh, for another one so Superman Returns uh, versus Man of Steel which hmm. one see now I had a definitive answer for this recently and then I rewatched both of them and changed it completely so I was thinking originally Man of Steel was obviously better because I thought well you know, like the I don't know why, but I just thought every it was sort of cool. Like it was like prequel syndrome, and everyone it was cool to hate on Superman Returns because it was, you know, it was the boring one, and it was the it was supposed to be a sequel to Superman Two, and like it, everyone sort of thought Brian Singer focused more on that than actual story, like making it look like it was from that world rather than building a story for it. But then when I rewatched Superman Returns recently, I actually did see some moments of brilliance in it and some like wasted opportunities that would have made it a, a nice little sort of continuation I don't know I, I I still probably think Man of Steel is better but I'd say it's probably because it's got more focus I mean a, a bit more focus it's still quite messy but I don't know what do you think uh, going into this when you know when we were talking about it initially I was Superman Returns because it's a continuation yeah. of the Dick Dono, Christopher Reeves. So it's always going to be a special part of my heart for that. And it's been a while since I've actually watched it. And Man of Steel, I mean, I've always thought that as Zack Snyder's bending to Warner Brothers, who basically want to continue what Christopher Nolan's did with yeah. uh, Batman. So, and I like Zack Snyder. I think Watchmen is one of the definitive comic book movies. I love Sucker Punch and. Uh, so going into Man of Steel initially 
I was prior to seeing it, I was like thinking Man of Steel was going to be good, but it, you know, my initial thing was it was too dark. It was Superman in Batman universe. But uh, after watching them recently, both uh, pretty much back to back, I'm more gravitating towards Man of Steel. And the funny thing is, is for the reasons why I would originally say that I loved the Superman Returns. I mean, uh, on paper, you've got uh, Brian Singer, mm. hot off, super, uh, hot off of X Men and X Men Two, and uh, so an X Men movies, you know, the ones that. That, you know, it's like the, uh, the Martin ones. Campbell did with uh, with Goldeneye in Casino Royale. It's like he rebooted James Bond once and he did it again. It's sort yeah. of like Brian Singer could have. Uh, he gave X-Men its uh, first cinematic hit. So how could he go wrong with doing the same thing for Superman? Yeah. Should be. And But the thing that it, it hit me is that, you know, trying to uh, recreate... A universe 19 years later after Quest for Peace. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a whole different ball. En- Entity 2, Quest for Peace, and Superman 3. But you've got uh, the uh, music, which, uh, you know, the music was for Superman Returns was. Uh, John Ottman? Jo- yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I John Ottman. John Williams' original score. Though, but right? it's, it's archival, and it's, you yeah. know, it, it does play heavily on John Williams' score. So that in itself makes Superman Returns feel old in the first place. Yeah. Because that's you associate the Superman theme, main theme, and all the John Williams stuff with Richard Donner's yeah. Superman going up to Superman Four because they've all emulated it. And yeah. They've used even the 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 buzz you got when they used it in Justice League. Yeah, like the few bars from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that you know when you're watching it, it does bring nostalgia yeah and you don't that's the last thing you want when in a world now since 2008 since Iron Man you don't want nostalgia you want to be you want to be relevant you don't want to be yeah. old so that's so that's where I see the failings of Superman Returns now yeah see I that was one of the things that actually made Superman Returns better for me was the music because I think it's indistinguishable isn't it that that theme should not be related to that character. Yeah, so, and I think Man of Steel doesn't really have a doesn't have any theme really, like music-wise. And I thought that's one of the things that did really bring it down for me when I first saw it. There was no like, you know, there's fist pumping moments in like the Christopher Reeve Superman moment, yeah. the films because you're like that John watching that film without the John Williams score, like he would it'd be boring. Yes, and. I thought that was kind of like a lot of the ma- because there's some really good emotional beats in Man of Steel you know like when he's destroying the world engine that would yeah. have been the perfect moment for like that theme to kick in and I know they're trying to separate it from like that we're doing something new but there wasn't really a theme at all I completely agree there is absolutely not I mean listen I think Hans Zimmer's brilliant and oh yeah yeah he's he's I think a lot of his recent work's been quite samey though. Yeah. Like it's all drums and chanting, isn't it? But he has done some great scores. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And Pirates of the Caribbean. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Just gonna say Pirates of the Caribbean because I like Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah. There is no memorable music, but I was listening to uh, very recently John Williams' score. It is so superb, and if he could have just created his own yeah. version of that for the film. But with the realism, they're trying to 
get four man of steel would it have actually worked or would it have took it, taken you out of the movie to have this big I don't know yeah maybe I mean like uh, you're not you're just still looking at the old Superman maybe yeah yeah I don't know yeah I think it's just because like th- there is no real theme for Batman so you can kind of do what you want with that like I yeah. do uh, the Danny Elfman one is the best but, that's for me as well but you could to potentially like the ironically the ones Han Zimmer did for the Dark Knight trilogy as well were really good so he's a different kettle of fish when it comes to music because you know John Williams didn't touch Batman so you can kind of yeah. you can do your own thing whereas I think like it'd be like trying to have a new doing a prequel to Indiana Jones and having a different composer like mm. it just wouldn't work would it no like, um, yeah I don't know it's a weird one isn't it yeah I there's a you know, uh, they they reused in Crisis of in- on Infinite uh, Infinite Earth the uh, the TV crossover they use uh, some uh, some of the John Williams beats and to me that elicits an emotion because when you hear it you think back to yeah the Christopher Reeve character of uh, uh, it worked perfectly because Br- uh, Brennan Ruth is the same incarnation of the character yeah so that works but again like I said it makes it old uh, Henry Cavell is a new Superman so you need new themes but they didn't get it, it right but uh, story wise I I don't think that you know it's a hard one for me if we're just talking about the actual the, the story I There's a lot of things I don't like in either of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. Neither of them are anywhere near as good as the originals. Uh, I mean, y- 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 you can't top. I mean, you know, I'm talking. This is talking superheroes in general. Uh, Richard Donner created the definitive superhero origin story. So anything else, you know, perfect three act. And doing a uh, Brian Singer Superman Returns is just a continuation. So that so originality is out the window. Whereas Man of Steel it's way too dark yeah I we said this a lot of the times together didn't we that there's no humour no. nothing to break it up you know like even in like the most sort of downbeat Marvel film there's humour isn't there even yeah. Endgame like everything's gone to shit and you know Ant-Man's still funny and yeah. people still make jokes and it does relieve that tension like that I, I think even the, even the Dark Knight trilogy had humour didn't it yeah. you know like there was jokes and there was like huh like moments but yeah there's nothing in this at all it's just so unrelentingly bleak isn't it yeah. and spoilers the ending with General Zod I like that I I really like that I liked it in a sequel but I really wanted Zod I think Michael Shannon was superb oh he's fantastic yeah and he's which I, I'm just going to touch on it while over here his motivation, is what I think we'll touch on later on the podcast, but his motivation is so superior to that given to Lex Luthor. Yeah. Kevin Spacey's uh, Lex Luthor. And, you know, the, the villain doesn't see the, see themselves as the bad guy. And, no. And whereas, oh my God, it's Lex Luthor going at it again, destroys Superman and yeah, the no whole reason. property thing about yeah, creating property. That was done that was the first in Rich Donner's. Yeah. So why are you bringing it up again and why are you using a classic villain in that way? Whereas 
other than you know Superman has to choose between what's doing what's right and everything so so I understand that but Michael Shannon's General Zod oh, yeah. which he doesn't try to be Terrence Stamp yeah, and they which don't I try was quite glad of yeah yeah and yeah I just he kind of reminded me of like retroactively of like a, a Thanos mm. you know like he's doing it like it's still wrong what he's doing but you kind of think well I know why he's doing it you know like he's the other side of the coin of Superman isn't he like he's lost his planet as well but he was there so he knew what it was like and he knew what he lost and what Jarrell did to him basically so that reason that he has is flawed but it's still a quite a perfectly understandable reason well he's programmed like a robot yeah yeah Superman yeah. in uh, like Zack Snyder's like genetic experts on yeah. the Kryptonian yeah so so Kal-El has the opportunity to be whatever he wanted to be on Krypton because he was a natural birth first yeah. one in centuries whereas General Zod was a built to protect Krypton and the Krypton way of life and like he says without without that he's what nothing yeah so he will fight to the end he, like he said you'll have to go you, you know Superman you'll have to kill it you'll have to, you'll have to kill me or save your people so Superman Kal-El is given no option but to do what he has to do whereas whereas uh, destroy Superman <laughs> quote Superman 4 that, that's that's the, the whole yeah thing. I've never even f picked up on that and now you've said yeah. it it's unseeable yeah like that is the same motivation as Superman 4 yeah like, I, do you know I really like the fact that he has to kill Zod because you know Superman doesn't kill at all that's like his method his ethos isn't it yeah and like i i always like always thought like why does he think like that and it was nice to sort of get a well this might be the reason why because the last person he killed was, was one of his own race the yeah. last person of his own race so that's why he never kills because he's deliberately made himself an orphan again yeah like through obviously through no fault of his own like zod put him in that situation but it's still the reason behind that's quite clever you know, yeah. like the last person I killed was one of my own, so I won't do it ever again, no matter who it is. Yeah. And I like that. You know, like I, I always thought it was a bit flaky when Batman sort of I won't kill because that's what caused all this pain. I like it when Batman kills bad guys. Yeah. I think it's like edgy and like, you know, because Michael Keaton, ki like, kills that guy in the bell tower in the first yeah. one, doesn't he? And he straps a bomb to that guy in return. Yeah, like, circus clown. Yeah, and then that's what I liked about Ben Affleck in Batman v Superman yeah. like he doesn't care like he's grizzled and he's older and he's like he marks people in jail yeah, yeah, exactly, just yeah. so they're going to get the shit kicked out of so he doesn't have to dirty his own hands yeah. he still goes the same and uh, I like that I, I think that's Batman has the, the scope for that sort of yeah. character but I always think those stories where Superman turns evil are a bit hokey aren't they yeah because you think well I don't know it it does it, it works I mean that's the only good bit about Superman 3 yeah was the, I like that yeah so, but uh, I mean I know everybody balls on it because it's such it's like a great performance but the bit when Batman loses his shit in the, oh, in the, the interrogation gym. room yeah in yeah. Dark Knight that everybody goes I mean Heath Ledger may rest in peace a fantastic performance but to me it's Christian Bale I mean he should have been nominated as well because he's his performance was just as good yeah. Heath Ledger's when he loses his shit Heath Ledger's only as good because Christian Bale and and yeah hey, he asked him to hit him for real as well yeah. I didn't know about that until oh. recently 
And that's and that's someone that all the fanboys didn't want to play back, uh, mm -hmm. the Joker. Yep. But uh, so yeah, I, I mean, the color scheme of Man of Steel was very much. I mean, this I'm gonna say you know if you look at say the likes of Elita Battle Angel and Terminator Dark Pile of Crap. <laughs> Sorry, Dark Fate. I fucking hate that film. Seriously, don't like Terminator Dark Fate. Which are you know ones where you've got uh, James Cameron overseeing. Direct. Someone else, yeah, 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 and where you can see uh, not so much. I mean, Dark Fate's got his, as far as I'm concerned, got James Cameron's fingerprints all over it more than anyone, yeah. And Alita has I got his, his more does, yeah, yeah. Alita does look more like a, a James Cameron than it, it does a uh, Rodriguez film. But as Man of Steel, you can tell that, that Warner Brothers has said, We made our money out of Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. This is how we want the DCEU to look. Because Marvel are all bright, we go all dark because yeah. comic books aren't it's all so bright. It's so muted, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's not even... Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I, which is weird because Zack Snyder's quite good with colour usually. He's brilliant. Like he's very sort of visual director, isn't he? Like there's a style, there's a like an atmosphere you get. And it just seemed really toned down in Man of Steel. Like even, even the Superman suit, when you see it, the yellow's really dull and yeah. the blue's almost black and the red's... It's just like you know you see the original Christopher Reeve and it's like yeah it's so bright like and even like you've pointed out about the each act is color themed yeah you know I got that that's, somewhere. that's clever you know like it makes you pay attention I just think all the maybe until like Wonder Woman all the DC films are really dark and muted yeah. that that was at least quite colorful you know? yeah and Shazam went completely off the Richter yeah, scale yeah exactly yeah. But, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I think in that respect, Superman Returns has a nicer palette. Yeah, like it looks more like the original. For me, when you know, when uh, Zack Snyder was announced around about the same time Sucker Punch came out, because I remember sitting in the cinema watching Sucker Punch, going, "I can't wait to see Zack Snyder's yeah. Superman," because you know I I love the Watchmen and the Sucker yeah, Punch yeah. is like so colorful. I was like, they're gonna do it very yeah. cartoony in terms uh, of three hundred. I was yeah. as well. So I was thinking, yes. Yes, Zack Snyder is going to give us a Zack Snyder Superman film. Yeah. Then you know the whole MCU completely exploded. Yeah. And, it and was, uh, it, it all became more about a Warner Brothers film directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Rather than yeah, and and you know that's why I'm kind of be quite interested to see the Snyder cut, see if the year of, of Justice League to yeah. see if we can actually get a glimpse of what Zack Snyder's could do with this universe. Well, that was so completely Joss Whedon, wasn't it? Oh. Like, you could tell. Yes. like the dialogue and the, you know like the beats and that and I didn't actually think it was terrible I, I actually went in thinking it would be awful and came out thinking no, that was alright actually I didn't didn't hate it I thought it was better than Batman v Superman actually I'm, I'm about to do another rewatch on Justice League but I, I I've just finished the theatrical of Batman vs Superman I'm going to do the director's cut soon again for the record I've seen all these films before a few times but uh, Justice League, even though it's a shorter film, is striking me as being the one I don't want to do, but I'm having to do it. Yeah, I, it's definitely like you can tell it's one of those films that had a troubled yeah. production. I mean, obviously, like it was unavoidable what happened and tragic, but you can tell it's one of those films that's been changed. Yeah. Like, you know, because there's like story beats where you think, well, expand on that, please. Like, I think the whole cyborg thing was yeah. like a definitely more to that wasn't there and Superman was a different tale yeah you know, with the black suit which is you know uh, 
I am I'm holding out for that, which we, which we will which we will be we will be doing Snyder Cut versus the original yeah, yeah. The, the the hybrid version I suppose we could call it. Well, the, the Whedon it, cut. The Whedon cut. They call it, I think, yeah. isn't it? So, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. We what he did with the Avengers is great, yeah, definitely. And he is he was the right person because everyone forgets he's a comic book writer as well. Yeah, he write. I mean, he's continued Buffy in the comics. Nice. So like, he knows how to do it. I think he was just sort of like they they were thinking, who can we get that's done a team up movie before? Oh, Joss Whedon will do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like I mean, it, it's like uh, with the with the Suicide Squad. He's mm. out of contract at the moment. James Gunn. Yes. And then they took him back afterwards. Yeah. Well, they, yeah, I was reading somewhere afterwards that James Gunn was never not going to come back to the MCU. They just needed when that I don't know the guy's name, but when that asshole. Yeah. yeah. Who decided who because James Gunn said some stuff ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. He literally trolled yeah. through, and if you have a look it up, if you want to find the guy, the guy's a total tool who did it. He did it for his own. Oh, of course he did. So for his own little agenda, because he didn't like what Zack Snyder was saying politically. So he went and dug out stuff that was online. But like you said, Zack Snyder said he he, he apologised and he did everything right. Came off social media for a while. Oh, it's just I mean, if, imagine if everyone judged us by what we said or did ten years ago, mm. we'd all be screwed, wouldn't we? But you look at James Gunn's outlay at the time. We don't much for James Gunn thing now. Zack Snyder, Gunn. Dawn of the Dead, wasn't it? He wrote Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Also directed by Zack Snyder. Good film. I'm gonna have to watch yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a good remake. They take it as a separate entity from the original. But yeah, I am pro James Gunn. Just want to throw that out there. But uh, what are they doing with the Suicide Squad? Is it a reboot or is it a sequel? Reboot type thing. With the same people. Yeah. So I think I don't really know. Actors in it again. Fresh <laughs> <laughs> anyone out there. Steve absolutely despises Will Smith. Yeah, okay. I don't dislike him as a person. No. I just he hasn't made a film yet that I actually go, Wow, that's a great film. In my opinion. If you say Independence Day, I'm gonna say Mars Attacks. Sorry. Better mm, film uh, in that period. I always preferred Independence Day. Mars Attacks. Which links us to Batman. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, uh, the thing is, you know, with, uh, with Superman, because Superman is a character I grew up with, every time I go to, I don't go to see these films going, I want to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to see Superman Returns, I'm going to see Man of Steel, and I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Don't go see them. Yeah, so I'm not one of these people who does that. I want to go and see a film. I don't fucking pay my money to sit in the cinema, even with Terminator Dark Fate, I just go and see it in the cinema expecting to fucking hate it, I went to the cinema expecting just to be a groundbreaking and be brilliant film and uh, I want to come out of a, Man of, a Superman film feeling like I want to go and sit in that cinema and watch it again and again and again yeah. it's like Star Wars episode 9 uh, the fourth time we went to see we went to see that we weren't going to see it for research or for looking for stuff we went to see it just so you could sit, in, sit down and enjoy yeah. it relax I think the first time you, you're never relaxing are you because no. you're sort of like excited and you're looking for things and after that you can sort of relax and sit back can't you yeah like when we, it's one of my favourite things I know a lot of people think it's a terrible film when you're sitting down and watching Superman 4 I'm just going sitting watching it going I know where that is I know where that is yeah it's brilliant I'm, I, I actually have a soft spot for that now actually. 
So, oh, so I mean, one of the, uh, one of one of the uh, things I'm most favorite, one of the favorite things I've done in the last few years is going to Milton Keynes and taking you to uh, the train station just so you could actually see where they filmed. Uh, oh Pittston. yeah, 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 that is cool. Yeah, if you if you ever are in the UK, then that's the uh, go go visit Metropolis in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Home of roundabouts and steel cows. Sorry, not steel cows, concrete cows. Oh, is that what they call them? Concrete cows, yeah. They have concrete cows used to be all over the place. I can't remember where they, where they are now. But Milton Keynes is good. I suppose, like, any talk of comparing Superman must contain, like, you know, like, the, the unmade Superman film they were going to make with Nicolas Cage or, like, with anyone, like... Like giant spiders, John Peters. Yeah, well, which like would you have been interested in seeing the, them do that whole Death of Superman thing with different directors like Kevin Smith and fuck yeah, you know Tim, Tim, Tim Burton was, was Superman Lives it was called wasn't it? Yeah, he came on and Tim, oh there's a lot of stories about that Kevin Smith script. Yeah, Tim Burton claimed he never read a Superman uh, read a Kevin Smith comic but it had something similar to the outcome of it. No, yeah. Planet of the Apes. Sorry, scratch that. No, I was pro. I wanted to see the Nick Cage. I did, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. There's a documentary about it, but I don't know where you can get it from. I mean, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's supposed to be quite good, isn't it? I mean, I've seen the, the outfit looks mm. a bit shit. And the wig. Yeah. And the muscle suit that he, had, he was wearing. Yeah, that was a film that I really did want to... You remember in the 90s, when this was all announced, I was still reading Superman comics. Mm. So... Superman was was the big thing for me. That was uh, it's rather annoying. Okay, listen, there's a lot of people. I've been accused before of being a Marvel fanboy, and it annoys me, especially with people who who don't know me. I read until I ran out of cash at uni. Mm-hmm. I read Superman comics for ten years, over ten years. So when uh, people call me a Marvel fanboy. Couldn't be more further from the truth. So uh, I have an invested interest in the characters. Yeah. So yeah, I would have loved to have seen uh, that incarnation of Superman. Because at the same time, where they would could have easily have got Michael Keaton back to play Batman. Imagine Michael Keaton and uh, and whoever they chose, Nicholas, Michael Keaton, Nicholas Cage in a Superman movie, in a Batman versus Superman, with a cameo from Christopher Reeve. It's just making me want to go back to the 90s, isn't yeah. it? Tim Burton directing it. Oh, that was brilliant. Go back to prior to Christopher Reeve's accident. Reeve, Keaton, Nicholson, Hackman. Yeah. That. that would have blown everything out of the water. Yeah. That would have been like. I don't know like if you would have got a universe out of it, but it definitely would have been like. People would have been like, that was the film of the, the, like, the decade, wouldn't it? Definitely. Especially a Tim Burton film yeah but how many Happy Meals would it sell if Tim Burton directed it yeah exactly yeah I mean I I I sort of hold that as a point of you know a point of respect now Mm -hmm. that Batman Returns was denied sales by McDonald's you know like it's too intelligent for kids to buy Happy Meals you know good (laughs) definitely it's got plus it's got one of the greatest scenes in my honest opinion, with the kiss under the mistletoe, yeah, bit in the ball when he realised who each other is, and 
there's another nice little added layer to that scene where everyone else is wearing masks it's a mask but when they're not yeah, it was, it was so sort of like inc- saying like the masks are their real identities yeah. which brings us to Kal-El yeah whereas everybody else is a superhero is a normal person being a superhero Cal is a superhero being a normal it's, person yeah yeah his alter ego is Clark Kent yeah yeah and I believe that is from Kill Bill isn't it as well is it? <laughs> oh. Bill says about it doesn't he about um, about all the other yeah. superheroes are basically oh. like alter egos but Clark Kent yeah. is the only one whose Superman is the real yeah. identity and That's I've always I remembered it, it. No, no, no. It's probably like a every like a lot of people probably know it, but yeah, it's just I always remember that scene from it because obviously Tarantino would know something about that. Yes, it? if it's like lodges in your head and you can't remember where you get it from, that's that'd be interesting. Tarantino, Tarantino Superman film. Who <laughs> <laughs> would Tommy Lee Jackson play? <laughs> I don't know. Michael Madsen, maybe. Like a mad time, you got to have him there somewhere. You don't have to have Tim Roth, but yeah, Tim Roth, Lex Luthor. Tim Roth would be good. Yeah, yeah, Tim Thurman as Lois Lane. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Jarrell. Yeah. Would you would you come up with a film Tarantino? Do not retire after ten. Do a Superman <laughs> movie. <laughs> Oh, okay. Can we just like just we, we will do we will, we will be continuing with our Tarantino thing soon with Kill Bill. Yes, yes. But was, I didn't actually mean that as a connection, but that did just yeah. that's a good reminder. Yeah. Ah. Okay, I've gone back. I'm going to go to yeah. see. So, you know, uh, problem with Superman Returns is it cannot compete with the two. Well, I'm saying two Richard Donner films because I consider the Dick Donner cut to be the definitive Superman too. Yeah. So when after that, you're just doing a sequel. You're doing the third one, yeah. So with uh, the third, you know, it would have worked if it had a better story. I mean, I was going to go into the things that really part of my life would piss me off about Superman Returns. Is I, I, you know, this is just as bad as Benedict Cumberbatch in in Star Trek. Uh, uh, oh. Christoph Waltz in uh, uh, Spectre. Yeah, you knew it was Superman's son right from the start. So, oh yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. I didn't like the fact that Lois Lane, Lois Lane would not go for anyone other than she'd hold no. out for Clark. For, She's for quite vindictive in it, actually, isn't yeah. she? And it doesn't seem like, like, I hate to say hashtag not my Lois Lane, but it isn't like it's not like I was. Amy Adams is a, a much better Lois Lane. Yeah, I think that's more in keeping with like, like she's she's sassy and she's attitudey, isn't she? But she's not like malicious. And I think Kate Bosworth feels a bit sort of. Like she's doing it all just to get in Clark's face. Not yeah. like I'm married with a kid now. Yeah. Yeah, it, I didn't really like that either, to be honest. Didn't. It didn't make any sense at all. It's not one of our listeners, is it? No. <laughs> it didn't make. Uh, no, uh, that's. I have no idea. One second. Hello? This is, uh, this is a little <laughs> thing, yeah, when you say you won't hang up and they keep ringing you back. Never ever fall for scams regarding Amazon. Hang up. Or scams in, in general. Yeah, scams, yeah, if they say they're for Amazon and you're going to get your account cut off, it's a load of bollocks, they will not phone you to tell you that. Just throw it out there. <laughs> and the thing is, this is an automated one. Uh, sorry, this is a little PSA. 
nice little good thing about doing them live yeah it? if, if someone life information exactly if somebody this is what i read and, and this is what i always try and do if you ever get a phone call and it's a scammer you try and keep them talking for the pure and simple reason that the next person they phone could be an old elderly couple or someone that hasn't got a clue what they're doing and they'll give over the money so the more you keep them talking the more you annoy them then you've got uh They've got less chance of scamming someone else straight afterwards. So that's yeah. my little public service announcement. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Back to where we were, which is uh, Superman's son. Yeah. Dumb as fuck. Yep. That was a vindictive Kate Bosworth. Oh, that was it. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was too one-dimensional as well. Awful. I don't think she's a great actress at all. Yeah. And it was one of the worst pieces of dialogue in superhero movies oh, and there's been some shit superhero dialogue wrong so, yeah <laughs> say it someone's gonna save me no I'm coming especially you know no Gene Hackman I'm sorry I can say this now it, it, this, uh, you know I, I say, I'm judging Gene Hackman oh, sorry not Gene Hackman Gene Hackman is to me the greatest Lex Luthor but Kevin Spacey we're judging him on his acting not the person that we found out him to be now but his performance is shit. No, I see. I used to really like him as Lex Luthor in that until that moment where he goes wrong. Yeah. I thought like he looks, he looks the part, and he acts like kind of dickish like Lex mm. does. But yeah, see, I, ironically, growing up, I always thought Gene Hackman was a, a bad Lex Luthor. Like he was done purely for comedy and stuff. But later on, upon watching it again, I have come to appreciate like. The, the sort of I don't know like just just he's such a great actor that oh, the gravitas so. he brings to it is it's like Terence Stamp as Zod isn't it he's, yeah. a, he's a bit campy I don't know I'll kneel before Zod yeah but that's all you associate with yeah you know you say Zod you think of him right away you say that to some people they go in they go what the fuck are you talking about well that as well yeah but, but the initiated shall we say yeah I for me I'm I've always said if I was to, you know, I know he's retired and his age, but up until a few weeks ago, my Lex Luthor and is Alexa stop. Alexa's playing up. Yeah, my Lex Luthor is Gene Hackman, and it only took till recently since watching Crisis on Infinite Earth, I actually found a Lex Luthor I like. Bear in mind, I didn't watch Smallville, which I've been told I've got to watch. Oh yeah, Michael Rosenbaum's probably the. TV wise, yeah. the best Lex Luthor. John Cryer. I've only oh, seen him yeah, in Crisis in yeah. Infinite Earth, but it's made me actually want to watch Supergirl. Lenny Luthor, is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he's, he's good as Lex in Crisis on Infinite Earth. And this goes where it made me want to actually go and watch Supergirl again, just yeah. so I can see John Cryer. Because his performance is one of my favourite performances on the Crisis. Uh, I think Lex Luthor's a bit like the Joker for me. Like, it's completely hit and miss who plays him. I mean, I think Jesse Eisenberg is absolutely t- awful. Oh, he is. I think he's just like he just seems like the Joker, so we might as well just cast him as that. But um, it, yeah, it's like it's like when it's like the Joker as well. I think like that's a really sort of intricate villain to play, isn't it? Like you 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 have to sort of bring your sensibilities to it rather than just be comic book Joker yeah. because then that would just be the 60s one again wouldn't it but you know like the ones that have played it Jack Nicholson's perfect oh, yeah. Heath Ledger was great um, although it did annoy me a little bit at the time when everyone was like oh he's the greatest Joker like oh, did better than Jack Nicholson who um, 
different generation. Yeah, that's for another. Geek generation um, versus the more popular generation. Yeah, yeah. But then uh, I absolutely hated Jared Leo as well as Joker. I, he was absolutely terrible. I'm not saying because I've only watched that film once. Uh, oh, it's just. It's the same thing though. Like Lex Luthor's quite a hard villain to sort of put on screen. It sounds weird because yeah. he is just like a business. He's basically just an evil version of Batman, isn't he? Yeah. But. It's, yeah. I want to say one thing regarding Jesse Eisenberg. If all you, if you, you know, if you, you stumbled upon this podcast and because you, you like superhero movies, and everything, and, and all you know is Jesse Eisenberg from uh, Batman vs Superman, go and watch Zombieland. Zombieland he's yeah, yeah. absolutely fucking brilliant. Your and uh, the Social Network as yeah. well. He's very good on that. Like, he's good at playing dicks. Yeah. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't think he is in real life, but it just seems like there's certain people that are good at playing yeah. dicks, isn't there? Like. But I love him in Zombieland, especially Zombieland 2, which I think is just a superb movie. But, um, okay, uh, which one did you prefer? We've, been, we've mentioned quite a few things so far. So, Brendan Ruth or Henry Cavell, I... in terms of Superman and Clark Kent. Uh, so. See, I've always had a point of contention with Henry Cavill. I really don't think he's a good Superman at all. Not for any fault of his own. I mean, we always say, don't we, like, it's not the actors, it's the script yeah. a lot of the time. But... I, I just thought I think Brandon Ruth sort of had that innocent quality about him that Christopher Reeve had and I know that's kind of deliberate because he's supposed to yeah. be Christopher Reeve isn't he but I don't know I just something seemed more Superman about him than it did with Henry Cavill I don't know why I you know with, 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 with Brandon Ruth there's more of a distinction between Clark and Superman yes. whereas with yeah. there's Henry, no Clark in Man of Steel no, that's it's, the weird thing it's the same He's the same character. Yeah. He just puts a pair of glasses on. So, yeah. so where you, you, you've got more believability that you that you could be fooled. Some people yeah. could be fooled. Uh, so, I mean... Because uh, they both bring a lot of love to the character, you know. And oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So it, I don't want to disrespect one or the other because this is not what we do in this podcast. We're not going to... You know, you say it's the writing, not the, 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 the performances. And... You know, they're both. I think they're both good. As Brandon Roof is, his 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 problem is he ha, he's trying to be another person's incarnation of the character. Yeah, yeah. Henry Cavell's never really been given the opp- he was never given the opportunity to actually show what he could do because Batman vs Superman was more of a Batman movie. Oh, of course it was. Yeah, we, um, we were all like when they announced that the Man of Steel was part of their extended universe all yeah. everyone said was when's Batman coming yeah you know like and I think they sort of tried to do something different by having him be included in a movie with another superhero yeah. rather than have his origin story which I actually quite liked I liked yeah. the fact that he was so, sort of thrust into and he was older and yeah. he'd already gone through a lot of things I quite liked that but yeah that was a Batman film yeah. no, had no question no question about it uh, yeah, I, I, I hope they do bring Henry Cavill back to actually be yeah. play him. I mean, I'm sad Ben Affleck got canned. Oh, oh yeah. he left. I don't know. Did he leave? Ah, that's I, I, so I many he, I've heard he wasn't treated very well. Like uh, he said, the experience wasn't very good for him. I think. Especially when he did, he was charged for banning for. Oh, it's so bad, isn't it? Yeah, they get charged they, if they want the suits. They're gonna have to pay for it. They, if they get charged for for missing props yeah that's just I mean and when you compare the stories to like Marvel where keeping Chris Hemsworth probably got his hammer and yeah. you know and it's just 
<clears throat> you look at you look at uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Evans, who literally go in costumes around hospitals. Yeah. You think Marvel will say it's like they, they walk off set with their costumes and they keep the costume. Uh, Johnny Depp's got the pirate's costume. He goes to hospitals and stuff. So, so it's that'd be. I'd, I wouldn't even want, like care if I was ill. I would just want Johnny Depp to turn up as Jack yeah, Sparrow. To my be... <laughs> Imagine having a yeah. drink with Jack oh, Sparrow, cool. Weber spoons or something. Oh, that would be cool. Oh, well, after COVID's gone. After COVID's gone. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the yeah, it's more business rather than thinking. The thing is, these suits can only fit the actors. Yeah, I, so they look good at the space. Them. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I mean, funnily, hospital related. There was a story that um, Warner Brothers refused to show Justice League to a kid that was dying, mm. and then as soon as like Marvel did, showed an end, end game and then an end game work print yeah. to someone that, that was dying of cancer, and like it was like, a, well, like this is what we've done so far. Like, yeah. you're the people we want to see it. So, and then they reversed their decision and were like, oh, oh yeah, you can see it now. <laughs> That is really bad. That is bad. I did hear Zack Snyder thought to say sort of like that's not fair, like that. But um, I never had a problem with Zack Snyder as a person. No. With these films, it's just like we said earlier, like he was. It just feels like a Warner Brothers pressure. I I liked. uh, I'm again rose tinted glasses. It's it's a whole Watchmen thing because the Watchmen, you know, every every beat in the Watchmen is to me is perfect. Yeah, and the, the changes they made from the comic book to the big screen is perfect. So yeah, when you make something like that, you know, it, it, I I can't disrespect it. No, I actually think the film is better than the comic. Controversially, I think the comic's too too cold. I like them. Like, there's no, I don't know. There's no hope. And whereas like in the film, I kind of got the sense that there could be. You just you you touched on something about you, you were saying about Zack Snyder as a director now. Yeah. Uh, before we continue on, we'll say Zack Snyder versus Brian Singer. Which one do you prefer? Zach. Not in terms of not in terms uh, of controversy, because yeah. it's Ryan Singer, you 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 be like Singer. hands down, doesn't it? Um, it's, just, it's talking um, about cinematic outlook. I don't know. Well, if you if you're talking about pre-Superman Returns, I would definitely say Brian Singer, because yeah. X Men was phenomenal. But I don't know. I think style-wise, Zack Snyder sort of has the upper hand, because I mean, you, like you say, you look at things like Three Hundred yeah. and Sucker Punch and even Dawn of the Dead. Like, there's yeah. a palette there that's so rich and so like even if the film's not great you're kind of like well it looks cool it looks, yes it looks it's, it's nice to watch <clears throat> and yeah I, 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 I don't know Brian Singer's probably quite good as well with, with the visuals but I think they're quite different aren't they yeah I don't know that's a hard one Brian Singer director definitely very but you know he, he actually brought the realism into the comic book movies with the costumes for the x-men so you've got to give him more credit for that yeah they even reference that don't they yeah, yeah. well you prefer yellow and blue spandex <laughs> uh the uh whereas uh superman returns is trying to use the color palette of richard donner version yeah. of the films x-men and x-men 2 you know they bring in the superheroes into a real world which you could say argue influenced the nolan batman films yeah, yeah. They, so so he's got credit for creating a modern day version of which of a superhero movies yeah see, uh, as a side note i also think nolan is quite a muted color director yeah a lot of his films are grays and whites and like <clears throat> i don't and blacks i don't know if that's like deliberate i mean interstellar for me at first was unwatchable because yes. it's too it was too like dark and too like color wise not tone wise and to I don't know it was sort of muted it really put me off until yeah. I watched it again recently like I, I I think he's another director that 
likes working with muted tones. Yeah. Dunkirk as well. Dunkirk's brilliant. It yeah. is brilliant, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's just his thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Funny thing is, if you look at the outlay, because this was just talking superhero films. After Man of Steel, Zack Snyder did Batman vs Superman, Justice League, and the, well, the version yeah, we haven't version, seen. Yeah. Which, uh, when if you compare Brian Singer, Brian Singer did Days of Future Past, which definitely out of the oh, film says so brilliant. Yeah. He also did Apocalypse. He did, yeah. I uh, did Bohemian Rhapsody as he well, but we're not. But that, we're just yeah, scratching. Yeah. We're just talking yeah. superhero films here. So before anyone does say Bohemian Rhapsody, we're talking superhero films. And apparently, most of that was Max, uh, the other guy that took over for That's a bit. The guy who did uh, what's it called? Uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, English guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's he did uh, what's the film called? Ah, uh, uh, the Elton John film. Oh, Rocket Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who did that? Rocket Man. It which which was. Oh, is it Dexter Fletcher? Dexter Fletcher. Yeah. 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 I don't know where I got Max from. But. Yeah, Dexter Fletcher. So, you know, both Zack Snyder and Brian Singer do know that do know the comic Oh yeah, book, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I do think that if Zack Snyder had got the opportunity to make a Zack Snyder movie, his would have been the superior one. Oh yeah, yeah. Rather than just borrow, borrowing, with, you know, with the blessing of the Donners, because you know Lauren Shuler worked with Brian Singer on the X Men movies, so uh, I'd imagine Richard had some sort of input as well. Yeah. On returns. Definitely. So, uh, so, 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 so you go with Zack Snyder, do you? I yeah, or? probably. Be, I mean, one thing I have, I meant to mention that I haven't yet is I think the opening sequence of Man of Steel is fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Like the war on Krypton was, like, it wasn't a war in the original, was it? But it yeah. it kind of makes more sense that there was some sort of divide going on between all of them. Thank you. Between all of them, to make them think. No, not just the world being destroyed. Yeah. You know, like because it was kind of just like in the original, oh, the world's being destroyed. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't believe you. Whereas I like the idea of there being like a, well, this is how we should live our lives, not the way you do it. I really like that. Yeah. And seeing Krypton as like this futuristic civilization as well. Again, which draws to something we said earlier. Zack Snyder managed to get the points because it tried to do something different rather yeah. than rehash. So new versus old. Completely. And so, uh, which brings us to. Uh, <coughs> Jorel. I was just about to say Jorel, yeah. I am going to go with. We're talking Superman Returns. We're not talking. We're not talking. We're not talking the uh, Richard Donner films. I like. Again, it goes back to what we were saying. I like the. The Russell Crowe. I like I think, Russell Crowe. Yeah. I think giving a new take rather than rehashing. Yeah, brilliant. And his relationship with General Zod is more fleshed out. Yeah, and he's kind of, kind of a badass as well, isn't he? Like, yeah, <coughs> that fight at the start's pretty good with yeah. him and Zod, isn't it? So, uh, and it works with him more as like a hologram in Man of Steel, I think, mm. than just the big floating head. You know, yeah. that was that was great in the original, but it was kind of like. He wasn't really even in Returns, was he? It was yeah. kind of just, was it like footage they didn't use or yeah. CG'd or whatever? But I mean, they even reuse dialogue, don't they? Yeah. About the, you know, I've sent you then, my only son. Yeah. Um, One of the successes of Man of Steel is that 
it's not trying to be another film no which when they needed when X-Men and Spider-Man have been out and uh, Batman Begins you need you don't need a legacy you need new yeah at least we're trying with uh, Man of Steel the new so I don't know if which one which villain do you prefer because you you got Lex Luthor and you got General Zod I prefer General Zod just because Michael Shannon's like unreal isn't he like uh, I, and like we said before he's more fleshed out than just <laughs> like just, yeah destroy Superman basically yeah. isn't it like and and just reusing the plot from the first one about property was, was just sloppy I thought yeah you know because I th- you know thinking about it now like Lex in the original films does have quite a nice little sort of set of story beats because the first one he's yeah. the main villain you know like I'm going to destroy all this to make money and then the second one he's kind of like the stooge ain't he yeah. for Zod and Ursa and uh, I can't remember the big guy then. Non is it? Non yeah um, yeah so you got like character arcs whereas he's just kind of like that stereotypical how I imagine Superman was in like the the original comics where Lex Luthor was just a mad scientist mm. yeah, I much preferred Zod 100% I completely agree he's like a soldier isn't he mm. basically so Perry White Frank Rogella versus Lawrence Fishburne I quite like Frank Rogella he wasn't he wasn't bad but you only saw him it's hard because Superman Returns only happened once didn't it yeah Probably Lawrence Fishburne, just because it's Goliath, isn't it, from Ant-Man? Oh, he's good. <laughs> I think the Frank Langella just put in a typical grumpy old guy. Yeah, performance. Yeah. It was just uh, it was your painting by your numbers, Perry White, whereas uh, Lawrence Fishburne had that element of realism. And yeah. Everything. And, and the bit where you know uh, when the building comes down he's doing whatever he can to uh, yeah I really like that like instead of him just being stuck in the office all yeah time. yeah I, I like that so so I, I'll, I'll give him I'll give him that plus like, yeah he's he's um, you know um, he, the part of me is so glad it didn't pan out for him in the universe because you got him in Ant-Man and Wasp so I was like yes yeah yeah and he was good in Ant-Man and Wasp actually they all are in Ant-Man and Wasp if you haven't seen Ant-Man and Wasp watch Ant-Man and Wasp one, I think one interesting thing we haven't mentioned yet is there's no Jimmy Olsen in the Man of Steel universe oh, I thought I, it was that girl I don't know I, I, I mean unless I've missed it but what, there's no it? like obvious there is probably a, like a version of him I don't know there's a female girl there's a girl oh is it a female girl I mean, a female absolutely, girl female girl as opposed to any other kind of girl there was a there was a Jenny we saw Jenny was oh uh, maybe she's supposed to be like Jenny Olsen Jenny know. Olsen that's what I got that's the that's what I actually but I mean there's no real focus on them is there like he's usually no. quite a big part as well isn't he like yeah he's sort of Lewis's sidekick isn't he yeah so it's that's uh yeah I'm sure that's Jenny yeah that's who I thought was oh it's the one that um Lance Fishburne's trying to save, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe she is. Supposed that's to be what on. I thought. I thought you know they were, when they were trying something different. I thought that was that was that was a Jimmy character. I thought they were just. It was interesting that um, Jimmy Olsen in Returns is out of Fanboys, though. Isn't yeah. It? <laughs> oh, Fanboys is brilliant. And Detroit Rock City, Sam Huntington. 
Yeah, and Cal Penn's in it as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Kumar. Kumar from Harold and Kumar. Which, yeah. But he's just a mindless henchman, isn't he? Yeah. I, that's another scene that really bothers me, where um, Lex stabs Superman with that Krypton, kryptonite shot, yeah. and they just beat the living shit out of him. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't seem... That seems too cruel. Like, yeah. for it doesn't seem right at all, does it? You're a henchman and you want to kill someone. Why didn't they just put a bullet in his head? Yeah, while well, he was all Krypton bullets. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that works. Actually, he's weakened, so you do a bit of... But, but yeah, no, that they was just... just him in the water where he can recover. It's just dumb, isn't it? Is, yeah, is that just some kind of, like, getting off, like, kicking the shit out of someone? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just thought that was really mean-spirited. Yeah. Like, and it was weird because it, it was in that movie and not Man of Steel. Yeah. I mean, Man of Steel is just basically, like... You don't mind the Kryptonians battering the, the absolute yeah. living daylights out of each other, do you? But um, it just seems really like that's a human way to kill someone, yeah. isn't it? Kicking them to death. Definitely. Like, it just seems really, I don't know. Listening and an emotion by hitting someone when they're down. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... What about the fight scenes? I mean, there's not really any in Shands, is there, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking yes, in regard to both of these films when you tell the CG and everything it's yeah it has dated quite a bit yeah. hasn't it I, th- I think more in Man of Steel actually yeah the, the fight scenes especially because I know they were try- they were trying to just emulate the first ones in, in, yeah. uh, in uh, Superman Returns but, but see I'd rather watch those fights because yeah. like it's real guys getting thrown around on strings yeah. and like bashing into Coca-Cola signs and no, blowing the street up yeah. with their super breath and that like there's something something cool about the old sod fights oh yeah Superman and Superman 2 are perfect yeah you know you, I can't fault I can't fault the visuals or anything in that no it's whereas yeah I, I don't know and but then there's that whole argument isn't there of like the collateral damage thing that yeah addressing Batman v Superman I actually quite like that opening sequence as well yeah where Bruce Wayne's actually turns out to have been there at the yeah. time and that's why he doesn't like him I thought that was quite good that was quite clever that's the motivation yeah destroying of you know, Wayne Corp's building in Metropolis yeah. but yeah again he, Ben Affleck good yeah. nothing wrong with him oh, he's, oh he, yeah. I'd say he's up there I like him in the, in the top three Batmans I think definitely there isn't many more is there really no, he should be, <laughs> he should have been given more of an opportunity oh definitely yeah, yeah 100% the only part, I think the only Batman related thing I didn't like in that was Alfred like Jeremy Irons is too young to play Alfred. Yeah. And he's a bit creepy in it, isn't he? I don't I know like what him. it is about. I do like him, yeah, yeah. He's Simon Gruber, isn't he? But yeah. I, I don't know what it is that he just seems a bit creepy in it. I, I think one of the best castings for Alfred is in, uh, if you've watched Gotham TV show, Sean Pertwee ah. is a fantastic Alfred when he's younger. Because he's like this Cockney geezer that's like yeah, SAS trained and uh, he's, he's like, he's really cool. Yeah, that's what. Want to have a look at the Yeah, that'd be interesting. The grocers, yeah, yeah. For this. Ah. Can uh, I make a prediction? Yeah. Man of Steel made more. How much more? Um, Well, I know it wasn't a billion. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Nope. I don't know. I would imagine it made a lot more because I know Superman Returns only just got not far off its budget. Maybe a hundred million more than its budget. Superman Returns made less than a hundred million. Oh really? Wow. So no, just over. Sorry, I was reading it wrong. I'm gonna guess it's about two hundred million to make. Returns was it? 
no. Closer to three. Two seventy. Really? Wow. Two, two budget for Superman. I rounded these off. Was two hundred seventy million dollars. Right. The USA gross was two hundred million. So the so Superman returns is full gross. Worldwide gross was three hundred and ninety one million. Wow. So they only made thirty. No. Nearly yeah. hundred. Hundred twenty one million. Wow. In profits. Now this is a the, this is going by Superman was two the returns was two thousand and six and that was made for two two seventy. Two thirteen's Man of Steel was made for two hundred and twenty five million. I'd imagine it made about five hundred. It scored two hundred and ninety one million on the US. Oh we're on about oh sorry, I thought you meant worldwide. Worldwide <laughs> it made six hundred and sixty eight. Oh, not far off. So it didn't crack a billion. No, it's just a little half, isn't it? But it's <coughs> well, it, it, I I found it astonishing, like what they consider failures now. Like yeah. I think Batman v Superman made something like eight hundred, and uh, they're like they just acted like, oh yeah, that was a bit of a bomb. So and imagine if you just made yeah. eight hundred million dollars. Like oh no, it's a bomb. <laughs> but Marvel made a billion. Yeah, true, yeah, Marvel made a billion on second-rate characters that nobody's ever heard about. Yeah, so we can do it with yeah. our first-rate ones. He made a. Yeah, I'm trying to do my best warmonger impression. But Marvel, Marvel can also make good films. Yeah. <laughs> you can have people. Yeah, I've got an idea. I've got an idea for a film. We'll have a talking raccoon. Yeah. We'll have a talking. We'll have a tree that says "I am Groot." That's all this says. And we'll we'll just throw it all together. We'll Basically, see if anybody, Chewbacca, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Then we'll see if anybody will be stupid enough to pay good money for it. See now, there's there's the genius of that because I saw the trailer for Guardians and I thought it looked absolutely awful. I thought done with Marvel this looks yeah. absolutely terrible stock comedy shit then as soon as I saw it I thought wow how wrong was I like it's the, one of those instances where like I didn't like the trailer but yeah. the film was fantastic and Superman Returns is ironically the opposite yeah. of that isn't it yeah. you know when we saw the trailer for that I think we were all like yes. this looks great like the bit where he saves the plane wow that's that's amazing and then that was the only cool bit in it <laughs> I would say, I would say, yeah, I, I completely agree with what you said about Superman Returns. I completely Superman Returns, but you and I saw the, the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. I sat in the cinema and was going, "You better not fucking let me down." Because <laughs> I, I fucking loved that trailer. I was sitting there going, "This is going to be good. Don't fucking let me down, now, Marvel." I think, I was like the sort of like happy the opposite way because yeah. like I went in with no expectations. And came out like everyone needs to see this film yeah. now. Like, uh, I was, I was, I was like, I have to get this out. Yeah. So you you were a genius and knew it was gonna work. Whereas I was kind of like, oh, not not a Star Wars copy again. Yeah. Yeah. I um. But by the time Guardians had came out, we we're talking about how many films into the MCU. So yeah, I was literally one, two. Are we now? Twenty-two films in, are we? Twenty-two. Now. Yeah. yeah. But back, I mean, but how back popular then, that's yeah. made it all, you know. And Guardians is. I mean, you think of the, the period that was Phase Two, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, just it was, after Ragnarok. Yeah. It was the last one. Wasn't it the film before Ultron? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it came off of Iron Man Three of Thor Ragnarok. Not Ragnarok. Everybody loved Ragnarok. I mean, no, Dark World. Thor Two. Yeah. Thor Dark I, World. I think. You know, like I, that is the the difference. Marvel can make films that you don't have to be a superhero fan to like. Yeah. And DC haven't quite cracked that yet. I mean. I suppose like the original Batmans and the original Supermans, you don't particularly have to be like they're like this, this sort of um, what do you call it like the whipped up recipe of how to yeah. do an origin story or how to do a good superhero film. Whereas I, I, 
the MCU is like accessible for all, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, unless you watch like the sequels first, obviously it doesn't make any sense. But you can, you d you almost, if you exclude the mid credit scene and that, you could watch them in any order. Yeah. Really, you? But don't go into Endgame without watching. Oh no, no. War. No, I would. Yeah, I would probably not go into the because that's films. one movie. It's like what? Yeah, you know, I think you know, uh, go from this. Uh, this has been an interesting one because you know, listen, going to you think one thing, but I, you, know, for me, I think the winner is Man of Steel. Yeah, I, I do as well now. Actually, I used to think it was Superman Returns, but yeah, there's. I think there's more going. For, I mean, I still think it's muddy and has yeah. problems, and it was extremely underwhelming. But it is. Yeah, I think it's the winner definitely. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's it's, it's the whole thing for me. Is, is the rose tinted glasses the uh, the continuity with the Christopher Reeve Superman? So that was always going to have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. But you know, we're not talking about uh, uh, what uh, about the character and how what it means to me. We're talking about well, you know, what uh, is is the better film? And it is definitely oh, the two of them. Man of Steel is is definitely the winner. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Is. So I uh, hope they manage to sort things out, and I hope Zack Snyder gets to do to do. I hope the Justice League cut, yeah, is going to be good because I'd love to see what he could do if he got to use his own palette. Whereas Brian Singer, I'm sorry, Apocalypse is one of the worst films I've seen. So uh, oh, you lose Brian Singer. I love him for what he did. I love him for introducing me to the X Men universe through the X Men movies, but that remark, slating. Because uh, you know he's the director, so he, you know, for, he can, they could have cut it. That whole line about coming out when they come out of the cinema and apocalypsing, slating the third film by using Return of the Jedi, I got pissed off at that point. It's not because the saying about Return about Return of the Jedi, more to do with the fact that they used it as a cheap shot at Last Stand, it's just, which I thought was absolute bullshit. Yeah, so he got yeah. so he lost. And the point. ironically, they were in their third shitty movie. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I also took a bit of umbrage at that. It's like. Of all the, the sequels to, you know, sort of take the piss out of for a third one being bad, it's not Return of the Jedi, is it? Like, no. I mean, at, at the time, you were there at the time. Yeah. Was everyone like, mm, this third one's not going to be no. good? Everyone Everybody was like, was, oh. can't wait to see what yeah. happens. Uh, Even at, when episode three came out, you yeah. know, everyone is cool to hate the prequels now, but yeah. no one in the world that I knew was like, mm, really looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, everyone went to see it. Exactly. And you, 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 you know, but there were times people don't. But yes, it gets very old hats when you're slagging off yeah. a film, especially when it's in your own franchise. It's like drawing attention yeah. to you made a shit film, but yeah. just but you're making one now. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Last Stand. So I but, like Last Stand as well. Yeah. So I, I mean, we did that previously, yeah. didn't we? We did. Yeah. Dark um, Phoenix versus Last Stand. But it's just also like you wouldn't formulate an opinion like that on the spot after seeing. That's a retroactive opinion. Yeah. Where you go. Well, thinking about it, there was problems with it, you know. And there are yeah. some things in Return of Jedi where you go, not as good as the other two, but you wouldn't at the time being a kid who's just gone to see it and be like, well, actually, I've got my Mark Kermode hat on. Yeah, you were just like, oh my god, like Star Wars is finished. I just, I just, oh, totally odd. Yeah, you know, the thing we've gone a little bit of tangent because we haven't done a mini Star Wars this uh, in this edition is the ending. You, you got the big bad Darth Vader for three films. Yeah. I was more upset about Darth Vader being killed off than I was the other with Boba Fett, Jabba the Hutt. Um, yeah. Did you give Yoda. a shit about Apocalypse being killed? No. no. <laughs> but the thing is, say about Superman Returns, we, we go on to Last Stand. Last Stand, 
generated, which was the film they slate up, did more money and did better at the box office than Brian Singer's. So why are you slating? Maybe that might be one of the reasons Maybe, why. Yeah, yeah. Apocalypse. Bit of jealousy there. Yeah. Brett Ratner. So, uh, so yeah. If I was going to say Superman Returns or Last Stand, Last Stand. Yeah, 100%. So, I, I never had a problem with it back yeah. in the day, to be honest. I enjoyed it. I did. But, yeah. Brian Singer, remember to keep your mouth shut when you and when it comes to doing stuff like that at the moment, definitely. But in terms of doing that, because that really, my opinion of uh, Brian Singer went completely down after Apocalypse. So yeah, Zack Snyder for doing, like I said, for Watchmen. I've still got the rose tinted glasses on for him, but honestly, Man of Steel, in my opinion, is the superior. So yeah, definitely, I agree. So yeah, we actually agree. Yes. Yeah. So usually, this is where we we draw a line in the sand. Oh yeah. yeah. Then don't talk to each other for a week. For the record, we we're don't do that. We're not really that shallow. No, we're not. No. <laughs> all, the, all the fighting stays in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you want to listen to other people do that, there are other yeah, channels YouTube out there. YouTube is out there. Yes, I'm not going to mention the name because I'm going to draw attention and start an internet feud. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be cool. But then, no. They have to get out of the basements first. Yeah, true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh... <laughs> I have to use the ex-wife to get them from uh, Iron Man too. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go for a record. It's going to slightly off the subject. You ever go to these conventions and you're a big fan of, say, we'll just say Superman, and you're expecting all the detractors there that hate the thing that you love. They're never going to be there because they don't. No. Do I, they don't go out. I only found out this from Doctor Who convention because, you know, Jodie uh, Whittaker being announced. Yeah, yeah. You know, you expected a big backlash. Yeah, and I went to a convention after episode 8 came out when there was a big backlash. Yeah. You go to and these conventions, none there's none of it because everybody loves the thing. Yeah. Basement dwellers are the ones that cause the shit. Keyboard warriors. Exactly. <laughs> so on that note, I'm Stevie W. This and has been Callum. Yeah, see you soon. That was good. That was... Shall we um, 